Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucksters? What the fuckineers? What the fuckiners? What the fuckiners? That's the same, isn't it? What the fuckiners? What the fuckineers? I, you know, it doesn't matter. How's it going? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF, with me, Mark Marin. Still out of town. It's a long one. It's a long trip. I'm out doing the work. I can't be specific about the work, but as many of you know, I am in Alabama. And uh, it's been lovely down here. I've met nothing but nice people, and that trend seems to continue. I, I didn't know if it would, but uh, I've met more people because we're working in different places, and uh, we, you know, the people are, are generous. They're they're pleasant. They they help out. They have stories, and they talk a certain way, which is uh, actually very um, very charming. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I I am I am becoming southern. Is is that possible? Maybe maybe I'm just you know kissing up a little bit not really it's been a great time by the way neil brennan is on the show today he's got a special out there that he put out a while ago called three mics um but you know i many of you who've listened to this show for a while know that neil this is the second time neil's been on because neil was on once before and uh, he didn't want me to release it i'll explain it to you later but we had a nice very good conversation this time but uh there is one in the in the in the vaults that will never see the light of day. I'll, I'll try to give you a little more insight on that in a minute. So, you know I'm down south. I told you guys I had to go to New York for two days, but I was down here doing the doing the work for four days, and I was getting a little strung out. I was getting a little hot. It was a little too hot out for me, even though the work was going good. It was just like, oh, God. It was a little slow. I'd, I'd enjoyed the four days, but I had to go up to New York to do, uh, to do some press for GLOW. And I flew into LaGuardia, which I don't usually do. Usually I go to JFK because I'm flying from the West Coast. And I had I don't can't remember the last fucking time I flew into LaGuardia. But it was it must have been a regional flight. I remember flying there when I was in college and stuff on the shuttle. I believe used to go into LaGuardia. But what hit me this time really was I I, I flew in and LaGuardia doesn't look like it used to, but you do take a different flight path. And that was the airport that I flew in all the time when I was growing up in New Mexico. And we would fly back to the East Coast to see my grandparents or see relatives or whatever. And they drive in from Jersey to pick us up. And something just hit me about that. I was flying in. You fly in from a different direction. There was something was just happening. There was a familiarity that was a little older than, than recent memories or even decade old memories. I mean, these were... 
40, 50 year old memories sort of hit me. And, and I, I got off the plane and I walked out and it wasn't, spe- it, maybe it was specific to LaGuardia because LaGuardia feels like it's actually in the city somehow. But I got off and I got hit with that weird, damp, humid coolness. It wasn't hot, but it was humid. It was cool, but there's a wetness to the air and you could just sort of smell the exhaust and the tar and there was just a, a hint of, of ocean to it. And it's a very specific smell to New York. And something just, my brain just kind of exploded with some familiarity that, that is as deep and old as my life on this planet. And I've never been that excited in recent memory to get to New York. And I don't think it had, maybe it had a little bit to do with being in the country for four days, but there just something sparked up in me. And, and the last few times I've been in New York, I've not been that thrilled to be there. But I, I, I know how to be there. I, I like being there, but I'm ready to leave usually. But for some reason, I just got locked into a nostalgic mode or an excited mode. I stayed at a new hotel. I actually had the moment where I'm like, could I live here? Should I, should I move back to New York? And that, it's sort of stuck. It's sort of stuck for the three days I was there. I got there. I, got, I, I, I ran into Carly Mench and Liz Flayhive, who were also at the hotel. They're the showrunners for Glow. Hung out with them for a minute. I, I met uh, Brendan McDonald, came in for lunch. So touch base with Brendan. We don't see each other a lot. We talk to each other a lot. He's not only my uh, producer and business partner, but he's a friend. And you got to do so well, have some FaceTime with your friends, get caught up. And then later that night, my buddy Sam Lipsight, the novelist, the writer, the, uh, the bard, uh, the professor at Columbia, Sam Lipside and I are old friends, good friends, and I don't spend a lot of time with my good friends because they're not around. you got to spend the time. World's on fire. Things are coming to a close. Things are changing, maybe not for a better. A lot of people are dying. People are getting shot. Shit is not being solved. Things are painful. They may feel out of your control. You do what you can, but you got to lock in with the people you love and focus and feel it because this is it. This is it. Man, it was just good. It was just good to see everybody. It was good to see the city. Felt like an old friend. Did some press. Uh, Allison, Sedell, and I, and Liz and Carly did a panel for the uh, TV Academy. They showed a couple episodes. We did a Q&A. That was fun. Then the last day, man, plane left a little late. Fucking, you know, went to Mogador Cafe to have the uh, uh, halloumi uh, eggs. Matt Sweeney lives across the street. Got him down there. Then we caught up and then he turned. Yeah, you know, I haven't talked to Matt in a while. He's been on the show. Now, this is the fucking thing that blew my mind. All right. Look, I know things are bad for a lot of people. And I know things are scary for a lot of people, but it's OK to live your life. You gotta. So I'm talking to Matt and he tells me like, I don't, I don't, I don't always know what my friends are up to. And I know Matt plays with everybody and he's always got tales to tell about people he's playing music with. And I knew that he went on the road, uh, with, um, the Iggy pop, uh, Iggy's post pop depression tour. Now here's the thing. What I didn't know, I didn't know that he played bass on it. Number one, he told me that they recorded last year's performance at Royal Albert hall. Now, the reason I'm telling you about this is that three people that have been on my podcast were in that fucking band. And they were all separate entities when I talked to them. Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age, uh, Matt Sweeney playing bass, and, um, and Iggy Pop, right? So 
I immediately like I downloaded it and on the plane I watched it and I and Matt told me what I was in for in a way he said you know I said what are you playing you playing any what what what, what songs he said we're playing that post pop depression album but we're also doing most of uh, if not all of the idiot and lust for life these are these are seminal beautiful perfect Iggy records where he's really using his voice and they're dark and moody and beautiful. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. You're playing those? You're playing those. And I watched it and I it was just, it was spectacular. I mean, because the band is so tight. Josh is such a, like, a, a, he's so on top of it. It was amazing. Like, I mean, it might be the best fucking concert movie I've ever seen in my fucking life. And I, you know, and I've seen a lot of it and, I, and I've talked a lot of, sh- like Iggy was thrilled and he was in such perfect voice and he remembered like why am i saying that like he wouldn't he did he's got to be like almost 70 and he just nails everyone and the band is so fucking tight and you could just feel watching it that it was one of those nights that were never going to happen again and he looked so thrilled and it was just beautiful because he's doing his iggy thing they're singing these great old songs lust for life 16 china girl nightclubbing success they're they're all there They're, they're all there those ones the ones that if you love Iggy and you you know you know the ones I'm talking about, but for, it was just great because somehow or another he's he's stage diving and about like you know a quarter of the way in he's bleeding somehow he's got he's bleeding from his head and you you know you you you, you see it and you're like oh, of course I mean thank God I mean that's what he does this if if he's not bleeding from something it's not a good Iggy Pop show I don't know how it happened but it, and he had blood on the side of his face dripping the entire concert and he's just so thrilled. You could just tell he was having the night of his life. And I am watching it. I tell you, man, it's a fucking, it's just an Iggy concert. But I got choked up, man. I got choked up because I knew that that fucking thing, that that was never going to happen again. It's worth it. It's worth checking that out. By the way, uh, I I should tell you guys too, Glow, second season, is uh, premiering on, or dumping. It's going to all be there on June 29th. I should tell you, I didn't tell you that the uh, Iggy Pop live at Royal Albert Hall post pop depression, whatever it is, you can you can rent it on iTunes or buy it. But I loved it. I loved it. So let's talk about Neil Brennan for a second, can we? So Neil and I, I go way back with Neil. As some of you know, Neil is a comic. Some of you know he's the co-creator of the uh, Dave Chappelle show. He used to write with Dave, did some movies with him, half-baked. But, yeah. but I knew him as uh, uh, the kid brother of a comic I started with and a guy that uh, originally started his career you know, working the door at the Boston Comedy Club in New York. And I think that at the time we did the first interview, he he thought that I was condescending, and I might have been. That, you know, when you meet somebody when they're young, you kind of hold them in that space, and I don't think I afforded him the space to be a grown-up in our first interview, and I think that pissed him off, and I'll have to cop to that. I mean, I'll have to cop to that. We did an inter- we did the interview in 2011, and a few weeks after doing it, he told me to shelve it, and that he, he told me because, you know, I didn't show him the respect he deserved, and I, I don't know if I got it for a while uh, because we, di- we did have a big blow-up after that, uh, but then in 2012, he was on a live WTF from Vancouver and, uh, and we, we hashed it out. And, you know, as, as I said, the, the problem was really him thinking that I disrespected him, that I didn't respect him enough. And, uh, and then I thought that he was, I initially thought he was being entitled and projecting. This is, here's a clip from that episode um, of us, you know, resolving the problem. 
the best we could at that time. The oh. truth was, I didn't feel uh, a respect from you. And I'm not saying I deserve fucking uh, uh, fucking rose petals under my feet, which you, that's where your head goes. Your head goes, this motherfucker. That's not. I was like, I just felt like you've had this podcast. You told me you were going to put me on it very early. And then you're just having fucking get. And I love the podcast. You just have guest after guest after guest. Although this after is a different guest. issue. No, no, no. Uh, it's the same one, though. No, but okay, but so, but this is there's I'm a whole layer you, I'm of you like more insight, right? Okay, but there's a whole layer of you sitting there going, "When's my fucking turn?" Yeah, well, you uh-huh. which you should know about as a guy that's tried to get on television. Tried. And, see, see no, how he no, frames no, 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 it. No, no. no, just just listen to, just I mean, listen to what he's uh, he pushes out there. This this is part of the issue. I've heard you talk about club owners who wouldn't book you as quote unquote evil cocksuckers. So I know that that's when you're when you're being excluded from something, you know that there's going to be a visceral reaction. Don't want, so don't act like you're magnanimous. Like, well, no, they make their choices, and we're all adults here. <laughs> you instantly go to he's a fucking evil cocksucker. I try to wait a few minutes. No, I know. I, I, I'm getting better at that, man. No, I know. All so, right. All right. So uh, so I'm fucking listening to your, okay. I, every week. I'm like, when yeah. is this fucking invite coming? Never comes. <laughs> oh, come then on, we fi- finally go on the show, and it's like, yeah, you did this thing. Then you just, eh. you're kind of like throwing me scraps. The the biggest, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Was that big popular? <laughs> I guess no. It's fucking insanely popular, way beyond where it should be popular. If you hadn't known me as a as a fucking little kid, as like a 17 year old kid, right. you'd have more uh, like abstract respect for me. So I felt like I was, I was, uh, okay, I, I had to, it. I had to uh, somehow overcome our origins of our relationship. But you were, you were a dick of a kid. I mean, you were, I mean, like that, like it wasn't like I was like, oh, there's that cute guy that I used to like so much. I mean, you were a, you know, like at who the, didn't you think was a dick though in the nineties? I don't know. know. Yeah, the list is like, it's a fucking lot of dicks and like three good people. And I I can't even remember them, apparently. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Three good people, most of whom you married. Well, okay. (laughs) I can take it. I can take it. Out of every, I've never, I've done 250 of these fucking shows. How many of the people did you think were dicks at the beginning of the interview? Most of them. Yeah. No, I don't know. There's only. That's the arc of the show. This person is a dick. Please welcome so-and-so. No. Then by the end, you go, you know what? You're not a dick. And then, but you go, but next week's guy, total dick. (laughs) (laughs) Applause breaks. There's got to be some truth to it. No, I'm taking hits for everybody. (laughs) That was that, but this is this. You know, Neil and I, since then even have uh, you know, gotten closer sometimes. But yeah, we have a mutual respect. We have a way of communicating. It was right for him to set me straight for sure. Uh, and also, I, d- I do want to uh, to mention that Neil is embarking on a national stand-up tour called Here We Go with dates nationwide through the end of the year. For ticket and venue info, go to neilbrennan.com. And uh, also, there's a, there's a lot of conversation in this in this talk about Neil's Netflix special from last year, Three Mics, which you can still check out and you should. If you don't know the concept, he had three microphones set up, one he used for one-liners, one he used for regular stand-up 
like a regular stand-up set and one he uses as sort of a confessional mic, personal stuff. It's it's pretty brilliant. It's it's worth watching. And this is me and uh, Neil Brennan. Uh, this is actually from the old garage, uh, but uh, it's uh, it's a great. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts. Talk. So uh, here we are. We're back. We're yes. back again. I already feel like our tone is better. Yeah. No, I completely agree. <laughs> that's why I wanted to. That's why I ate. I wanted you to eat the last one and let's redo. Let's let some time wait a pass. few years. Yeah. Let's wait a few years. Let's let's both develop as people, as artists, accomplish some things that are nagging at us. Well, what did you say to me the other night? Because it was resonant, but I, I don't quite remember it. It's like I. I said it. It's nice. To see you get successful enough to do act outs on stage. Oh. That's basically oh, what no, I Oh, no, no, no. I mean, when you said about talking to you, it said, like, I'd like you to talk to me. Like, you, you made, like. Oh, oh right. Yeah, right yeah, like, yeah. you know, yeah. as opposed to maybe whatever idea. An idea of me. Right. Which is very difficult to shake. Right. An early idea of somebody is very difficult to say because you knew me as an 18 year old doorman at a comedy club i so. know but but i think i was thinking about it mm-hmm. and i and i i don't i i don't necessarily think that was all of it i think that you know we both had an attitude i don't yes. think that i necessarily was putting you there i knew what your successes were but i you know you know you had this other side of uh-huh. me being the guy who knew you as a doorman yes yeah so i was paranoid <laughs> And, and you had something, yeah. and you were like, you were going to be yes. like, yeah, this fucking guy. Yeah. No, he doesn't have any respect for yeah. my journey. Mm-hmm. Fucking another dad. Another dad yes, in the world. Another dad to which you had no uh, <laughs> generosity of spirit about because you were on the same track and you would criticize me for dad shit. It's like, buddy, yeah. you're, you got the same thing. How are you shitting on me about it when you're literally we're in the same swamp? Well, I, but my, like, I watch your special and the difference between, you know, my dad and your dad is my dad was insanely needy. Uh, like there yes. was not, you know, there was not a, it was not a one-sided shit show. Yes. You know, it was a, it was a shit show and then contrition and then sadness right. and then, you know, sucking me back in, yes. just obliterating my boundaries and just absorbing my sense of self. So like that's you know, a different it's a different different thing. narcissism. Yeah. My dad had the the ad the uh the added bipolar thing. So mm. he was narcissistic, but yeah. then he'd go completely, you know, into the darkness 
And then was it up to you to sort of rescue him, or he would he would be he would become? Oh yeah, I used contrite. to. I used to do a book about uh, a bit about that about how that's how I started doing comedy. My mom would say, "Your dad's still in bed. Why don't you go up and do some make a laugh." <laughs> <laughs> Doing the type. You're the only one that can make him laugh. I'm like, oh fuck. Oh, that's cute. But uh, you've gotten better since mm -hmm. I last talked to you. Yeah. This special was. Uh, we can start from there because you know it is a, a interesting format, and it's in mm -hmm. it, and it seemed to work. It, you balanced it, but but isn't there part? So you avoided the the negative parts of doing a one man show, Ma being maudlin. Well, just you know, just that narrative where it's like I, you know, I don't have to be funny. This is honest. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And the yeah, funny yeah. should all be resonant with the right. emotional journey we're yeah. taking. Yes. So you were able to avoid the the weight of that. Yes, by but it's a trap to me because I don't. I think it's like uh, it makes the shows not that good, or maybe they're good, but they're not very funny. It well, just seems like a a trick. Well, yeah, it's, and they're not around anymore. I think it was a way for people. To, uh, to sort of showcase the whole spectrum of who they are. Mm -hmm. And it's also a way for stand-ups who, you know, are not succeeding mm -hmm. or, or, or not, you know, they're out, you know, they've done everything they could stand-up wise. Uh -huh. So now it's sort of like, maybe I need to infuse more of my sadness yeah. into this. So people really know me. Yes. And a lot of them were just so sort of like weighty yeah. and like, you know, rough. There was a period in the mid to early nineties where it's like yeah. everyone tried yeah. their hand at it. Yeah. I still think Colin Quinn is has a resentment against me for something I said to him many years ago. Uh, you know, this is be, you know be, even before he put me on Tough Crowd and stuff because we I always felt the tension. But there was one time where when he was like doing his his first one man show, I was at the cellar sitting with yeah. somebody, and uh, you know he stopped at the table and he said he was doing this one man show, and I was like, yeah, you can't hack it on the road anymore, huh? And he and I remember he just looked at me and like bit his knuckle and says, you don't know me well enough to say that. Yeah, and I think that I think that was it. That was it for me and Colin for yep. life. Yep. Can you see that? Yeah, that sometimes that's all it takes. <laughs> Just one thing, man. I know. That's I know. your strength. That's your really. That's your. That's your gift. I can't do that. I <laughs> you can't. can end it in one. It's like a game show where like I can end this relationship in one sentence. <laughs> Give me a second. Let me get a little information about yeah, you. A little so okay, I think I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I did do that, but. But when you were working on that thing, so one mic's the, the jokes, and those like that was interesting too because those the one liners, they're all great. But you know, be, because of the way you've evolved as a comic, you couldn't, you don't really do that type of joke. No, they were tweets basically. Oh, really? They were just good tweets, right? They were tweets, and I was like, I can't, you know, if you have an act and you're building out a hunk, an yeah. area, then you'll go like, eh, hey, there's a one liner I can throw in there they didn't match with anything so i was like i had all these excess things yeah and then i had stand up and then right. i was like and then there's also shit that if you listen to like uh the moth or whatever right and you go oh i feel like i could do that sure but I, you didn't feel like you could integrate it into stand up no hmm. no i didn't cuz i don't think the stories are uh joke enough right and i think it's too sad they're a little too sad or or slash real for a club Right. For a late Not Friday for me. show. No, I think they are. I yeah. think that they are sad. I mean, your stuff with even your dad or your tension with relationships, right. all, there's always a lightness to it. Yeah. And I wanted to not now. be light. Yeah. 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 I wanted to not be light. But I wanted to be like, I wanted to be like, I remember I took an acting class once and the guy was like, you have to be realer. And I was like, I will be so sad 
that this theater will collapse. Yeah. And he was like, try it. And I did it. And I, it was, the scene was great. And I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to do the thing that I didn't want to show people. Right. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to like show parts of myself that I was like, these are not for public consumption. What's the worst thing I can say about myself? Starfucker. Okay. Let me cover that. Let me cover, you know, like, and why am I doing that? And like shit like that or depression or things that I didn't want to reveal. I was like, those are the things that are worth revealing because they're, there's probably a reason why I don't want to. And I'd like to talk about why. Right. And, and to, to what end for yourself or did, you know, ultimately, I mean, the special has been out a while and we're a little late on this, but it sort of lives forever on Netflix or as long as they keep it up there. But are you finding that those parts of the special where you shared family dynamics, depression, uh, your own shortcomings, are you getting feedback along the lines of like, you know, like people, the, the general feedback is at first I didn't want that stuff. Yeah. And by the end, I wanted it more. It was funny because the applause, like the you know, every time you go to the one-liners, yeah. they'd be like, "Oh, thank God!" Oh, fuck! I know. And it was like literally like, and then you get to the stand-up, and you're like, "Oh, fuck! Enough! Well, enough with the glib." Yeah, yeah. Do something like it really was like you would get tired of the thing well, by the see, time you got to the, it. The one thing, the one hand you played was that you know you definitely saw you know who you are as a persona. You know, yeah, and who you are comfortably talking about real emotional stuff, and then just you know the detachment uh, from the one-liners because the writing's good, right? Like, you know, like anyone could read those, yeah, and you know get a laugh, probably get a laugh, yeah. right? Uh, well, yeah, I think that's it, it's brave, on, and but it's also you know like it's kind of weird that like right when you go from uh, from telling the sad stories. That also, and you know, they're touching. You know, they move me. I, I choked up a couple times. But when you go, see, see, the way you just said that felt like I, I defeated you in some way. No, no, I, like I, yeah, they touched me, whatever. But, uh, but, but are you going to talk to me like you do in the middle mic? No, absolutely. I've always wanted to talk to you like the middle mic, Marin. Like I've always been ready. For I've been standing here waiting to talk to you like two well, people, two okay. hurt people. Well, okay. So let me tell you my issue then. Why, why that tone you mistake as being condescending or dismissive? I guarantee you, ninety percent of the audience who just heard that, rewind it. Tell me that wasn't condescending. But but, but like, knowing where you are, and knowing now, let me tell you like like what what I just told you about my father, who yes. was who was also depressive, and now I know yes. you were you were depressive. I didn't know that. So so when I feel that, which I have a, a I'm an empath for that shit. Yes. So when I get around people that are innately depressive, you know, I, I go into self protection. Yeah. There's no got it because like it'll yeah. it'll just sink me. It's a trigger. Yes. So it's not even a trigger. It's just, well, that's interesting. Interesting that you didn't sense that that you didn't sense that I was a depressive. No, I didn't. That's Beca- fucking really. That's fun. That goes to that cold, bored superior. No, that, that well, I that's what. Well, that's what. That's what I always sense, and that's what the problem yeah. was. Yeah, is that like if if you were a little more weepy, you know, I, I, <laughs> I could have like I don't know how you didn't cry in the fucking middle mic. I mean, what? How I that was because I couldn't. Meaning, like you couldn't because you might not stop. Yeah, because the show would have. I oh. did it once that way, and it was and it was it was hard. Like it's hard. It's really hard to come back from crying from re, from crying from to real from, from not talking about emotion in a yes. controlled way. Right. Yeah. To actually experiencing the emotion. Dude, I got on stage at Carnegie Hall and I literally had to stop for a second because I was crying just because I was opening. I was on stage at Carnegie yeah, Hall. Yeah, I'm sure. And it and it took me an hour to get him. I think. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I bet. But they all knew me. Yeah. But yeah, but that, but I think that innately what I do is like because you know I don't want to I don't want to get choked up either two depressives together you know and I don't I I'm not willing to call myself a depressive I don't know that I am I don't I don't you I don't, don't think I, I am. don't think you are I'm anxious yeah anxiety problems yeah. and I'm defensive but but I think more than condescending it's okay I can give you a compliment I, that was very moving I yes. found myself uh, touched I, I related to it right and uh you know it, it choked me up a little bit and uh you know I was I was uh, impressed and happy and proud right. of you thank you yeah, yeah that's all I wanted that's all I wanted well, really from coming, anybody thanks for coming by <laughs> <laughs> I should get out of here you validate um, <laughs> so where was I going with oh the crying thing so you yeah. you, you, you did it a couple times where you did yeah and you just can't even at the end of the show the when I do the cop one liner um, and then I get applause and everybody standing ovation yeah. and all that stuff and I the, the interesting thing was I would get standing ovations when I first started doing it and I would just go like oh I gotta get the fuck out of here and get off stage and then someone was like you have to take that standing yeah. ovation which i didn't realize like they're yeah. like you have that's not for you that's for them to talk to you which right. is like okay that's an interesting thing the even if you look at the i do the i'm getting a standing ovation on netflix and there's zero joy across my face yeah. because i'm still fucked up from four minutes before telling this like really uh heavy story but do you find that like one of my problems is is that you know from having the similarities we have is I don't I don't I'm not great at experiencing joy mm -hmm. or letting I'm not, I, I yeah or, if, if at all right or letting love in or trusting yeah. it or yeah. you know like uh, I don't know like I I've gotten better at being open and and I can feel it and like I guess because I'm getting older that my emotions they become harder to uh, to keep in and I don't know why I'm keeping it in yeah. But that that's a that's a real issue. It's like if it's I'm not going to do this now. It's the biggest issue. Yeah, to like, me. right. If I'm not going to let these things happen now. Yeah. When when, when and because if the, not now, when I bet you can relate to the idea that you've had this um, external success. Like yeah. Every most of your dreams or goals that you've accomplished. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of go, okay, so what was I getting at? Right. What was I? Why am I doing all this to experience some? Uh, to experience joy, and you go well. I didn't quite get it with that, so I don't know if I was that clear on that. Were you clear on that? Were you because you say that in the show. That... I've only gotten more clear with it in the last year, in that I really feel like, oh, I'm I. That's a good three mics is a good thing, and I've done some good stuff in my life and career, and like I don't, I'm less, I'm less like curious about like, am I good or talented? I'm like, oh, I'm good and talented. So. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. So now what? What am I getting at? Like, what do I want to experience? And the, now the, you stop. <laughs> I hang it up. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no. But for real, like, what do you do? What do you do? Where do you get? Where do you find the uh, the joy? Well, well, I, I I'm with when you. you when you accomplish it externally, then it becomes like oh, well, like well, just it's cute. Like it was fun when I came in here. Cute again. It sounds kind of funny, but it is. It's. Uh, it's don't don't take it into kindness anyway. You're you were smoking uh, a, a cigar, cigar, yeah, and playing guitar. That's always been my thing. Yeah, that's I find joy in that. Yeah, yeah, like just standing in a room, an adult man standing in a room by himself <laughs> yeah, in yeah. a garage by himself, yeah, playing guitar, yeah. And like you're, it could, it was kind of resounding in the neighborhood. Yeah, I, I find joy in that. But here's the thing with me: it's like there for me the happiness joy thing. 
was was never uh, the goal. It was relief. And I, I really like that joke you're doing about getting married, not because of you just wanted to be okay. Yeah. I really love that joke. Oh that yeah, joke yeah, is yeah. Fucking such a great joke. Well, yeah, it was. Uh, now I don't remember the joke. It just is it like you know. You didn't oh, want. Oh, yeah, I didn't want kids. I just wanted to be okay. I yeah. 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 Like that's that you, a real. I think that's a a real force for a lot of people. Yeah. I think that's a the reason why. Most people do most things. Yeah. Is because they want to feel like, oh, I'm in the pack and I'm not abnormal in any way. Right. And please, I'm okay, right? I'm yeah. okay? I'm okay? Well, I'm doing another joke now where that, that thing I'm saying about how people, maybe you, some of you came to the show and said, that should be fun. That'll be fun. I've never said that. I've never, ever said that. I wouldn't even think it. Never yep. out of my mouth. My version of that is like, where is it? Yep. <laughs> That's correct. What do I have to do? I don't want it. I was just in Chile. And they were like, I was in Santiago, Chile, shooting yeah. something. And they were like, let's go to Valparaiso. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't want to fucking do anything. Let me just get, let me just stay safe in my little corner. I have my little thing that I do and I'll just do that. I'm trying to do, take this to everywhere, to Chile, to Tokyo. To, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to feel like. Your box. You're, yeah. like a, you're like a cat I mean, a box. I'll go out a little bit. But but it's I'm not look. But do you it is have a most, good time when you go out? It I, depends. But most things I don't I don't in, I don't like most things, which I think may be a comedian thing. Like most things just don't work on me. I don't like it when there's a lot of people involved expecting me to like it. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like showing up where it's like, hey, we're all going. It's like Ugh, all you and yeah. We're, <laughs> yeah. In the way, and then I got to react to your reaction. Like yep. Like, if I decide, like, a lot of times if I go with my girlfriend or I decide to go see jazz or whatever, finally mm -hmm. go, let's just, well, I got money. Let's buy a ticket to the thing that people like. Yeah. And I'll like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah, why Why don't I do this more often? Yes. And then I yeah. won't do it for another year. Yeah. I have a few things like that. But yeah. Yeah. But, but it's just the, 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 idea, the idea of transition. It's like when you travel, you know, that sort of converging on the plane you know getting to the plane you know that all that yeah and the way you build it up in your head is this nightmare and then you if you pre-check dread it takes eight minutes yeah yeah and then once you're there you're like okay i know how to do this yeah this is fine the fuck is wrong with me yeah why why did i imagine everything is worse in theory than it is in practice but i noticed with you and i don't know about me but like i noticed like you do this like i do this thing because i have a you know body dysmorphia and mm -hmm. uh like i'm always you know poking at my fat mm -hmm. like feeling like the density of it yeah and i notice you poking at yours too oh that's interesting yeah i have uh love handles okay that i find uh infuriating so you I have it too because i'm really skinny yeah and all i weigh 150 pounds yeah it's just but and the, i still have love handles but it's just skin dude doesn't anyone tell you that have you had a girl tell you that it's just skin yeah but it's uh, <laughs> aggravating that all i would have to get to like 138 pounds Why? to not have a love, love see, handles which, see, and even then and then what neil yeah so you get rid of the love handles and then that's where i am with everything now like okay you uh -huh. wanted uh to do a good special and then what you wanted to do what show and then like what are you what am i getting at how old are you 44 so i have 10 years on you yeah well sometimes you don't like you know not to speak like some elder but no, like yeah but sometimes i think that what you did with the three mics and because i know i realized like is this gonna be all the specials now with him with the three you know like there was part of me that thought like is that is this gonna be the approach but no i think that the attempt was for you to become whole mm-hmm 
right? Yeah. So an integrated being. So yes. you were able to separate these three things. And I think the ritual of that will eventually manifest itself. That that you will, you know, eventually feel more comfortable speaking openly about things that are, are that cause real pain for you mm -hmm. and that you'll probably be able to integrate more of that into your regular act mm -hmm. and that, you know, that, you know, the one-liners are always going to be what they're going to be. But I saw it as a ritualized attempt for you to sort of own your whole being. Yeah. I also think it's a ritual. Yes, it is a ritual. It also is no uh, accident that it's the most successful thing I've done. Is it? By yeah, I mean, I mean, Chabelle, but I did it with Dave. So like, the most successful thing I've done by myself by uh, factor a huge factor. Oh, in in terms of exe executing it, execution uh, and uh, the way it was received. Yeah. Um. And and that's the so the interesting thing was it made me. Uh, it was more about feeling the the bad news was I the acceptance from the outside made me feel good. Yeah. You know, which that's is not bad news. Yeah, I know, but it's like, yeah, it's successful, make you happy, and all that stuff. And it's like, well, it's kind of did. But see, what something like that though, something that you have ownership of. Like the one thing I noticed about in in where I I'm sort of, you know, uh, splitting off from you on this sort of what next thing is that the one thing I noticed about doing this thing on my own terms, mm -hmm. and then everything I've gotten since this, yeah, has been on my own terms. Absolutely. Is that it? Whatever the whole was, you know, they, there there's the whole, but then there's also the 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 real issue of self-esteem so so the whole you know you reckon with that however you're going to reckon with it you know you know, compulsion whatever but self-esteem is achievable by doing esteemable acts and also by taking ownership of your thing of yeah. yourself yeah. so the one thing that did happen was that you know i i'm i'm better a lot better in my skin yeah like the the deeper stuff the body dysmorphia and eating disorders and like whatever parental stuff but in terms of I don't know that I ever, you know, I, I think I, I'm somewhat like you, but I didn't have the level of the success you did to get validation. But I really think that like what I started to feel was like, I feel okay with myself. I think you had, I think this is a very successful thing. Yeah. I think the thing, I think you've had more success to get validation than I have. Really? Personally. Yeah. Because I don't, Chappelle Show, Dave got to all the points on that right but you, then, you you made a lot of money and you yeah. had the immediate result like here this is only successful because i do what you did with three mics yeah you know every day every week yeah but that, like in I, a great I, way right so i spread myself out and made made myself wholly available for the most part yes you and, used more of yourself right and, and then, that's and that thing of like the, i've never heard that the idea that you can get self-esteem by doing esteemable things then it becomes why is it esteemable in our cases, it's yeah. because we made integrated pieces of art, right? Yeah, and we worked hard, and we, you know, our talents landed somewhere. Yeah, you know that, like, you know, it has an effect. You know, it yeah. affects people's lives. Yeah. in a good way, it affects the way people look at you, which mm -hmm. affects you. I mean, and yeah. I do find that a little—not dis disappointing—is the wrong word, but it is. It feels, uh, it feels like capitalist or a little. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's like that direct and effective, like. Oh, people are nicer to you yeah. because you did a podcast. Yeah. So now everyone treats you differently is a bit Yeah. It's a bit of a disappointment in human nature. Like I wish I could have gotten that just for being a person. Yeah. But no, know? but like I don't like I they treat me differently, but it's more familiar. It's not they're not treating me nicer. Like, you know, now so, you know, certain people who have a relationship with me because they I talk to them twice a week, now out in the world they're like, Marin. 
Yeah, I, yeah you know. but that's better than indifference. Oh yeah, sure. It's never indifference. Sure, for sure, sure. I'm sure it's always there's a a kindness. To yeah, it. and also showing up and listening to people and having to sort of train myself in empathetic listening. Yeah, you know, I, just by nature, you know. In here, you're a very good interviewer. You yeah. were. A, you've done some interviews where I was like, boy, oh boy, that's a fucking really good observation and a really good insight into that person that they probably never heard before or things that I've never heard yeah. explained in the way you've explained it. Yeah, it's all it's all flying by the seat of my pants through a, yeah. you know experience and whatever. But like the one thing that like I I think also that you and I I I don't know that you you know you like because of what you come from uh you know you're you're a little tight, right? A little little control, Go on. control freak. Yeah, which you never liked. You never liked that about me. <laughs> Which again? Why is why does that bother you that I like control? I'm from chaos. I know. I just, so why wouldn't I want to I, be a director and have things just how I like them? I'm not judging your choices in life. No, but you've always there's always been a little something about. Uh, you, again, you Mark, you can take your you can take the processor, the Marin processor, the microscope. You can point it at people. You can deduce things that I'm a control freak. And you would judge me for it with no generosity. I'm like, well, I wonder why that is. I know exactly why it is. We yeah. had talked about it. And I, you know, I, I know like, you know, the ACOA issues and I know yeah. that I know, but I know what it is. But like for me, they're, they're like, I think it's because what is it? it and it's not just you. Like in the, the one thing that made me happy about the special is that you were able to sort of as much as you could in a public forum, you know, let go a little bit. You know, like in terms of like when you're talking about where you come from, right? There were most like that's what the issue with me is like. I I don't know why he didn't cry. There was part of me that's sort of like, why is he squirt out a few of this kid? You know, <laughs> this forty four year old kid. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it, I don't know. You yeah, explained but that's it. You explained the thing is, I I also like writing. Yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I like saying things. I like writing things the way they're supposed. To. I like. Uh, precision like my favorite comedians are all pretty precise yeah you know what i mean like i respect that except for like listed on your wiki page is one of your uh dave juskow is one of your that's very funny i think juskow is fucking did you put that in there i didn't put that in but i didn't have nothing to do with it it's an influence i said no i no i have because i used to when i was in high school i'd go to new york yeah and hang out with kevin my brother yeah david tell mike royce and dave juskow right and this is in the 80s, and Juskow was fucking funnier than all those guys. Yeah. Juskow was really funny. I guess because, like, what it is, what you're feeling again is really, it's just our personalities. It's not being me being judgmental. Is I'm, I'm kind of messy, and, and you're not messy. And there's part of me that's yes. sort of like, why does he get messy? Like, yeah. when you're on stage, it's like, he's so, like, you know, organized. Everything's precise. It's like, I want to see him fucking lose it. I do. Well, I mean, there's times where I do crowd work and I'll shit on. I mean, like I can do uh, right. that, but I, I also it's, it's, am it's not my ch- version of wanting you to have joy. Yeah, <laughs> but that's your version of joy. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I guess that's again. There's plenty of times where, like the other night, I was sh- said some really funny shit off the cuff on stage. Oh, good. It was fun. Yeah, <laughs> good. I'll get you tape. Uh, <laughs> like it was fun, but it wasn't more fun than writing a great joke no, I, and it, saying it correctly. I, well, and also I think there's envy on my part because I don't have. I don't know if it's discipline. My process is my process, and it's it doesn't involve like a joke for me will evolve over six months. Like you don't see, but I would 
counter that because there are guys like you who go like, I don't write anything down. I just go up there and feel it. I'm like, you do it the same way every night. Right. Whether you realize it no, or I not, do. you're I do. doing it. The, and of I'm course. not saying that in a way of like dismissive, but I've heard guys talk about like, yeah, I just go up there and feel it so I don't say it the same way. I'm like, you always say the joke the same well, way. Well, yeah, that's, but that's my process, right, until I get, but sometimes I'm, I'm like, I'm tagless. You know, oh like, yeah! Like, so yeah. like you know, when you go up there and, and when you read it, when you wrote it out, you're like, "This is going to start here and yeah. it's going to end there." Yeah. Like you know, I'm like, "It'll start here," and I and I don't really know what's over here. <laughs> yeah. But I know it's funny enough in the middle. Yeah. To hold its own. Yeah. And I'll wait till the thing happens at the end. Yes, I almost feel like there's a not a danger in there is a danger in that in that like. Oh, well, yeah. The, the, it's also I don't want to feel like uh, I, that part of the show is shitty yeah no no I, like because like, i don't i know because i'd rather get to i want it to be good and then i'll add tags to the good thing right instead of like eh, let's see what happens because i don't i'm not charismatic enough a performer to go like they'll eh, fucking go up there and let them drink in the persona a little bit it's like no <laughs> like these things have to work <laughs> in on paper well there you go so that's the difference so there you yeah. go uh, it's just the way you are. You don't think you're charismatic enough to wing it. That's what I found a lot recently is people are, I've directed a few and worked on a few specials of other people. Yeah. People are really afraid of bombing and getting heckled. Uh-huh. Like people that you wouldn't believe are like really afraid of Some getting. people can't handle it. Yeah. Like they just are, they don't even want a moment of silence. Really? Yeah. Like people that are really like, I don't like, no, nah, I don't like that. And what, I don't even like looking down. What does that tell you? That people have, uh, people are paranoid and they're defensive and they have, they have the worst, they think that the worst will happen. But I, I, I can relate to it because yeah. there is part of me that's like, no, every fucking screw should be tight. Well, yeah, because you, you, every, on, on a day to day basis, when you were growing up, you didn't know what was going to happen. No, you had no idea. You get heckled <laughs> at any time. <laughs> you know where it was going to come With from. With these hands. Yeah, brothers or dad. Yeah, you or didn't any... know who was, where it was going to come from the sky, below, above. You didn't know because like like i try to do that but like there's something about my nature where it's like on on more later i literally got i had to deal with something when i walked out on stage there was a woman who was talking to me she was drunk and it was like right when they brought me out that's is are you happy that happened I left it in. <laughs> yeah. But was it like, were you, did you, had you forgotten about it 20 minutes later? Meaning like when you did, was it like. I, I find there, I, I like things, like I like things that are undeniably, you know, uh, in the moment. That, yeah. You know, because like a lot of us pretend like we're making shit up. But mm -hmm. when something really happens in the moment and there's a reaction to it, even if it doesn't involve somebody else, I'm, I'm so thrilled that, you know, that I'm that present. Right. You know, and that, you know, it was witnessed and that it happened. Like a lot of times after doing an hour, I'll walk off. Say, I have one line right now in my new stuff that I can't wait to do. And I don't even know, if, you know, it, it's just like I'm, I'm excited about one piece, one line. Yeah. And uh, but like a lot of times when I write the way I write, because I think it's part of why I do it the way I do it is to make sure that I'm, you know, engaged and alive and I'm not just running for laughs that yeah. like I'm having an active you know, conversation with this, with me in them and, and through the audience. Yeah. Well, that's a different, there's a part of me that wonders, not like what's the value of that, but it is the. It's nourishing for me. Yeah. The soul thing. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, even if nobody ever sees it, even if one door guy comes up and goes, you did a thing the other night. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I'm with, yeah. I just, I again, it's because I like crave uh, control, I guess. No, that I, I, that you, I, that I, I, again, but I do enjoy like a crowd work thing or something I've right. never said before that just comes to me. That's fucking super satisfying. But I also, I guess I don't, uh, pursue it but if you go back you know like this idea like i you know like the the only thing with my nature is with control freaks is that i do have an innate desire to bully them and and <laughs> and, and, and such a weird instinct and and just well i just want to see them lose it a little bit you know like i don't know why because then i then i can connect with you you know what i mean it's yeah. like you know okay you got your shit tight and it's together but like i want to see what's in there you know if i if i don't feel like i'm connecting because someone has healthy boundaries oh yeah yeah oh, that old thing yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm gonna keep poking until i wake up whatever oh monster. yeah because i see you do that on on uh twitter sometimes i'm like what is he doing <laughs> where you'll just go and pick a fight with Patton or something i'm I, like what it yeah. what are you I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, no, no, no. But I it yeah. That to me is like why bring that sort of that just immediately fills me with like <laughs> bad chemicals that I don't want. I, it just makes me feel like, oh, that would I stress never, me out I never so win. bad. I never won when I did that. I never won when I did it's that. It just stresses me out so badly. The and conflict. that's the thing that you would the party, the worst party you likes to pursue. Yeah, the conflict of of of, of like starting dr- you know drama of some kind or a shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm not sure why I do it. You know, but but there's certain types of people where like their their control thing is just so like it, like I don't have access. Right. And I want it for whatever reason. I, you know, I want to connect with them or, you know, I want them to see me is probably what it is. I want you to fucking register this. Yeah. So I'm going to upset you. <laughs> well, and that must be the, how has that manifested itself in relationships with women? Um, well, that, well, that, that whole thing, that becomes more like if I can, back in the day where I'm not in that now, but where if I met somebody who was equally, you know, afraid of intimacy, but very drama ridden that we, you would cause things to pro- cause problems to avoid just like opening just sitting your heart there and being there. Yeah, yeah. If you're constantly contr- in contrition or drama, you know, it feels like intimacy when yeah. you're crying and apologizing. It's hard to get. Yeah. And it's also hard to get out of that. Yeah, it's hard to get out of it, but it, it, it is exhausting for one person will eventually Did be you like, ever, I'm out. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, eventually you get out of it, but I'm saying it's hard to train your body Oh, no, yeah, to, to not ha- do that, that. That's not a relationship. Oh, well, I'm doing it now. And are, I bet you fight boredom. It's it's not so much boredom. It's like it's more of a, a sort of like you want to put it on the other person, but it's not them. It's you. It's 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 only it's not boredom. It's more of a a sort of like um like what is the feeling? It, it, there's a it it it's 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 more tension. You know, I I don't I don't feel like I feel not bored, but kind of like. I know I got to step up to this. Like, I know it's a matter of unlocking something in me. Do you know what I mean? But then then what happens is like, do I want to unlock it with this person? Do I want to unlock it at all? You know, that's like, the thing that I like that other joke that you've been doing that I like, which is the thing about dying alone. Oh, yeah. Of like this, the great fear. Yeah. Of oh, dying oh, alone. And yeah. You're like, what's the, yeah, what? so what? <laughs> a ner- how is a nurse? Yeah. Yeah. And it, maybe it's better. Yeah. Yeah. Than with your family and all that right, stuff. Like, right. Right. And that's the thing of like, it's people acting from a place of like, I don't want to do anything 
abnormal. I want to feel okay. The thing that everyone does is you die with somebody. And it's like, but you die with a love. By the way, 50% of people don't die with their loved right. one. Right. They die in the, you know, at work or yeah, in the or, car. Or in yeah, hotel. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or the other person or dies the before them. Right. So that, that doesn't work. But, but, but I think the thing that we share is this, this fucking horrendous fear and distrust of loving and being loved. Right. So, so that, you know, why would you want to have someone around when you're at your least controlled? When you were, when you have no control yeah. and you're just so vulnerable and so, you know, needy, you know, why would you want that to be witnessed? I don't even know what the thing you're talking about, the I'm afraid of love or being loved. I don't know. This is gonna sound, I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't? If that makes sense. Like, I don't know. If somebody said, Neil, you're afraid of love and being loved. I'm like, no, I'm I, what I think I'm doing. I think I'm looking for a connection with somebody that I like. I just like being with them more than I like being by myself. And I've had that for periods with people. And then it something happens and it evaporates. Hmm. I'm looking for that long term. So the idea of like loving someone or not being loving or being tender. I, I am tender. I am like I can also be f- super fucking cold and dismissive, but I can also be tender and loving and there for someone to be present and listening and all that stuff. So I don't know, but I have gotten to the point with my therapist recently where I'm like, hey, what if love, what if a love relationship isn't the goal of my life? Because I've spent most of my therapy going like, I gotta be a better boyfriend, lover, Yeah, I love that moment in therapy where you're like, maybe it's not gonna happen. Yeah. (laughs) It's really like, but well, why is that the? This is all I, theoretical I, anyway. I, I I I have asked the same question. And it's what? Like, what what is the benefit of me trusting somebody? Yeah, how much better <laughs> is my life gonna get? Uh, like like again, <laughs> what is the, it's even? Where do where, what do I get out of this showing my vulnerability to somebody I'm in a relationship with? Yes, yes, but there's also the thing of like there is a cost. To being in a relationship, which is uh, compromise and uh, uh, some level of like doing shit you don't want to do, and uh, and and what's the benefit? But that's my point. Is that you know in your special you said you know that doing service is supposed to you know get you some good feelings. Yeah. 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 But that's the same thing. Is that you know in the sense that you know showing up for somebody else you know, in an open way, in an empathetic way and being supportive and loving, you know, or, or, you know, or doing it selflessly, uh, you know, is, is supposed to feel good. And, you know, it has a history of making people feel uh-huh. you know, better, yeah. but, but, you know, historically, when, yes. yeah. And, and, but when you say in your special, like that my, you know, like I don't, I, my parents were not nurturing. They were, they were self-involved, needy people fine they did not know how to love they did would not have said what your father said which is gnarly yeah uh but my mother did say to me you know when you were a baby i just didn't know how to love you and i'm like all right well there's the puzzle piece i was missing there's a big one right so so i get that and then so what what do i have for wiring you know if i if i was not trained in nurturing and I was not trained in being loved by people who were capable of it. Yes. How and, and yet they said they loved me. So whatever was coming at me, which was was like completely some, uh, it manipula- was something else, manipulative, but probably not, probably not love, manipulative and fear-inducing. 
Yeah. That that's what love is. I'm like, I don't need, I don't, you know. So so knowing that that wasn't it. So all of a sudden, I know that I'm a guy that you know was not given love. Mm-hmm. It was something else, and that you know I don't trust it. And and then I don't really. I'm not completely sure how to do it. Even with my cats, I'm a little hard on them. Yeah, that <laughs> my dog. When I go out of town, yeah, my the woman Sarah who takes care of my dog gives my dog a better life than I give him. Yeah, <laughs> she just there's. It's like she's the fun mom. She's the fun grandma. Right, and like can't lets him eat her food. Just shit yeah. that I'm like, no nah, man. Yeah, we don't do that. Yeah. Um. The so yeah, there are times where I wonder, am I? Are you? Am I? In terms of getting to this, being this loving person, are we just spitting in the wind? Or, or is, is it, it is it too far a distance to travel in the time we have left? We have even if we even let's say we have left. Even if we started at fifteen, mm. is there from fifteen to ninety? Is that enough time? to get to this 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 uh hypothetical place because i don't know that many people that are in relationship romantic relationships that i envy Mm. you know what i mean there Mm -hmm. aren't that many relationships that i'm like yeah i want that yeah but the weird thing about that i i agree with you but a lot of times like as i get older i realize like i don't know what their life is when they're alone you know i know what that guy's telling me you yeah, know, I know what they do in public, but like I don't know what that you know if they're crying or I, I don't know what right. they're doing. You know, You're talking about the good ones could be bad and the bad ones could be good, or you think we, that they're I, mostly I just bad and that, the good ones? No, I just think that we we don't know, and and what we yeah. talk about with our friends is blowing off steam a lot of times. Yeah, and you know, like you know how people act with each other. You know, we, you know when you when you talking to a guy, you're like, oh, I gotta get out of yeah. this, and, and then they're like that forever. You know that you might just be the valve, and he goes home and he feels great. Yeah, you know, and then like he needs you to you know hear that shit. So uh, I can't judge, but my question is that what I feel now and what we're talking about is that like I know what it's going to take. You know, I know I know what needs to be unlocked, and I know there's probably a process to do it. Now, what the real question is: Do I want to do the work? I because we don't know. I know. We, but we don't know what's on the, the other side. Process of that. is Freudian. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Okay. I think it's like it's completely. I think you can track it. I don't. You, I don't think you need Freud. I think you know what I just said about my parents. You could say about whatever you were brought up with. And 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 the truth is, is we've survived and yeah. we somehow came out with you know over time a sense of self mm-hmm. that functions and that we can be comfortable with. But we're emotionally hobbled. Because right. of like very you know cognitive things, yeah, it's right there. Yeah, I don't need to speculate. Yeah. So like I have to do all this work. Like to, like I've got a fucking you know seven year old in me that is pretty you know obstinate and uh, you know doesn't trust grown ups, and and that's what's driving me emotionally. How much have you changed as an adult? Give yourself a percentage wise in terms of what from the age of uh, twenty five to now. Just in terms of like well, my the, personality, I would say the most I see people change in a life is uh, I find people in twelve step groups maybe change fifteen to twenty percent. Yeah, and the most that's uh-huh. like fucking people that go to meetings and work. Well, that's because you you take out this horrible thing, this this monster that you were possessed by. Yeah, so and, that that's ten percent right there. Right, but it's still like a <laughs> and this is an everyday thing. Yeah, 
you can maybe alter yourself 15%. I, I think that with age and with experience, whether you acknowledge it or not, and with the sort of like natural kind of, you know, slowly not giving a fuck about things that used to really drive your life, that yeah. certain change happens. I think there's a core thing that, that might not change, but I know that, you know, that once I, I arced out on sort of bitterness and hostility and, and hurting myself and, and, sort of being self-pitying that, you know, I was able to get back to something to, to, to start back where I did enjoy watching people and yeah. getting laughs yeah. and listening to people like, you know, like my heart. You've gotten opened. a lot more generous spirit in the last five years. Right. Yeah, that happened. And I think that was a return to something that, you know, I stopped when I was, you know, maybe, you know, in college. Yeah. You know, when I started getting my heart broken and started getting, you know, the shit started coming down a little bit, I think I just locked in and I was like, fuck, he, fuck you, fuck this. Yeah. That's what I wonder about with this love, this unlocking the love thing. Well, also, do you think that we might risk our, our do you really want that kind of potential peace? Because it seems to I be don't, a choice. Yeah, I don't. Be, here's the thing. The, the thing I was going to say is the with the the people that are in good relationships that I know. Yeah, it's you can tell before because they're they're kind of happy go lucky people. Yeah, you and I are not happy go lucky. You and I, I are. Know, I know. I know. Cranks. Yeah. I know. And then people go like, "You guys are all comedians. You know, don't you have fun?" I'm like. No, mostly what me and my friends do is we call each other and fucking I go crank and then they go crank back. Yeah. And that's what we've been doing for fucking 20 years. And like maybe that's what my life is. And there, there's a part of me that thinks that this dream of becoming a, a quote unquote integrated person that's capable of love and being loved is a bit like... May, I'm going to be a pitcher in the Major League Baseball League. Really? Yeah, there's part of me that's like, I don't think it's possible. I, like, I don't think I can get, or maybe I could get there from here, but maybe not. And right. maybe it's a waste of time. Well, I think maybe not. Like, yeah, it might not happen. But I, what what is a waste of time? You, do, do you, is there is there like some steps that you know about? Do you, has it been laid out to you? you know, no, what? I mean my therapist sort of kind of implied that there's a thing that I that if I came more often and we could do this thing, but I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm looking for, I'm really looking for like some sort of magic bullet. Yeah. Uh, in terms of that stuff. And I don't think it exists. Yeah. But fuck. Yeah. It would be nice to feel like some, to just be, it's like that line that, J, that, that, uh, Jason Alexander says in Seinfeld, like, I just want to be normal. Yeah. Why can't it be normal? I don't know that anybody is really. Yeah. And I don't know that we really want that. Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. I, I, I. And how do you how do you balance the crank that generates jokes and uh, the how would you do that and be this peaceful, happy person? I don't, which speaks to the thing earlier of experiencing real joy. You know? Well, to me, it's really it comes down to like a, a strange boundary thing because I think that you like y y you know you the way you grew up in in, in your thing was you know you had to put you put armor on, mm -hmm. whereas like you know I just was a sponge for garbage you mm -hmm. know like and I it, it all permeated it, and and my neediness you know just knew new knows knows no bounds innately so I had to start you know slowly understanding 
you know, for myself what boundaries are and, and honoring them in others and, and try to have them for myself. It's not that that was something I had to learn. So do you respect people's boundaries now? You don't feel the need to. No, I don't. I don't like uh, like when I'm in the process of like, you know, you know, creating new jokes and stuff like lately, I've been a little snippy. I've been saying some shit about people. You know, like uh-huh. I, I have a little old Marin behavior, yeah. but I know it's happening. Like, you know, I'll take a shot at somebody and be like, I don't, I'm sorry. That yeah. was, you know, or I'll talk shit about somebody, be, yeah. you know, to somebody else. I'm like, what am I doing? It's unnecessary. Yeah. And that comes from just a, you know, the uh, the insecurity of creativity. Like I'm smoking cigars. I'm going a little nuts. I'm trying to get some new jokes together. So there's an innate thing that happens when I need to create. Right. Where I, I got to, I got to start hating on myself about something in a bigger way for me to get to where I need to get to the truth of whatever that is. Because if in terms of the crank thing, it's like the, the thing with other people or with a relationship is like, if I'm open, you know, and, and I'm feeling good about myself, as soon as someone walks in the room, I'm like exhausted. Do you know, I'm sort of like, Ugh, now I gotta, now I gotta deal with this. Even if it's just, Hey, how's it going? I'm like, I can't. you take on their energy or I you take, just take I, well, on their whole, Right, at some part of that, right, their whole like, life force. Yeah, is, it's a, it's. I think that's a, a standard codependent problem. Yeah, but like you know, I'm okay by myself. I'll nap a little more. I'll probably jerk off. You know, during the day. You know, great, great. <laughs> Glad, good to hear. <laughs> but but you know, but then then there's that thing. It's sort of like no one gets to live like this, and I'm like, is this a prize? Did I win? You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, there are times where I go like, boy, how much better could this be going? You know what I mean? Where I'm like fucking like like cranking in my head. Crying. And I'm like, what do you, what could have, what? Okay. Right, right. So there are guys that are funnier than you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So what are you going to, so what? So right. what are you going to fucking just harp on that all day? So your life is ruined because Chappelle and Rock are better comics than you. I'm like, what, this, what are the odds? You still do that? Le- way less. Yeah. Way less because it's just like, yeah, so what? I'm not going to let that ruin my life. My my thing more with, is like with you, like, you know, I'm doing this bit that I've, I've had around for a while and I kind of chip away at it. And then you have a line. I'm like, nah, fuck. That, yeah. That was the line that he, Neil got the line. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. There are times that would have made someone... my joke five years ago so much better. <laughs> someone will just beat you to the, you know, whatever like... it is that what the line is like, uh, guys think that a porn is just going to break out at any time. Yeah, everywhere they go, a porn. A <laughs> but that, porn is that, that beat where you like you're in a hotel room and there's a knock on the door, and you're like, here we go, here we go, here it is. <laughs> you knew it was that. You knew I figured it would come to it at some point. <laughs> that really is the fucking level of stupidity in guys. But it's like a hotel room thing too. When you're absolutely, out there, you're, like, you're like, yeah. Like, when you're in it, when you're visiting a town, yeah, you're like they know. They, but like you ladies. go into these fucking like comfort inns and there's just yeah. weird work people there yep. who are doing like things at work and you're just looking around like this is a swinger scene. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that fucking absolutely. After oh, one a.m. Yeah, this, this place, is gonna go. Everyone's crazy. gonna be fucking and sucking each. Other. It's gonna be wild. <laughs> and it's never that. No. I've yet to see that. Never. 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 A, I've never opened a door in Hollywood and seen some weird nope. eyes wide shut thing. It's nope. far more human. And it is. Prosaic. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. So when you go back at like, what have you, like when you talk about your dad, have you reconciled this shit? I mean, like, do you, like, I don't know what you're doing in therapy. I gotta say, I think, I, 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 I think about my dad uh, actively very little. 
Meaning, like, I, it, I, it, whether it's resolved or not, if you, there's something pretty clear about, hey, I don't think you love me. And then person going, yep, you are correct. You just go, oh, this is very clarifying. And I don't have to be curious or wonder or question myself or go like, but he did love me. Yeah. And it's my, the fault lies with me because yeah. I didn't integrate. No, I didn't get it. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's really, it was kind of weirdly I think helpful. Freeing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing when my mother told me that thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I didn't know how to love you as a baby. It, it is sort of like, it's horrible, but yeah. you're like, oh, that explains it. Yeah. It's like when yeah, someone, like, you yeah. find out the reason you got fired or right. something. Or, 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 or the reason why someone you, breaks up with you. Yeah. The moment they go, because when you came out of the bathroom, I was like, I'm never fucking that person or whatever. Yeah. Like, but it's more deep than that because it's sort of like, oh, this is why I am who I am. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the, in some ways, Three Mikes is like my origin story. It's like my emotional origin story. It definitely and like is. Comedic origin story of like, this is how it all, this is who I am. You know? But I can't imagine just being the 10th. I don't understand because, like, like, because I always, like, I'm, I'm not, it's not naive, but I, I realize that I'm wrong when I talk to people in here and just be like, so you get along with your siblings? It's like, what? Yeah. I what mean, are like, the odds? That like, I, I mean, I've got one, and you know, we were okay. Yeah, you know, but I don't talk to him all the time. But having ten and this idea that I'm just gonna be like, yeah, y'all good? Yeah, it's the <laughs> yes with the amount of stuff that happens in family. And there's like, what's the age difference between you and the oldest? Sixteen years. Yeah. So the amount of so my mom had ten kids in sixteen years. Was your mom good to you? Yeah, my mom like the thing of like I did my best. My mom actually kind of did do her best. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have the deepest well to draw right, from, right? But she she truly does like make it. She hustles because, like, I know I know two of your brothers, and I knew them when they were younger. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't know them, but yeah. I got a sense of who they were. Yeah. So I like you know Kevin, who's uh-huh. a comic, uh-huh. you know, was just irascibly angry, yeah, and 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 just compressed, and and, and quite honestly, a, a little frightening, like difficult. Uh-huh to talk to yeah and danny was like you know completely kind of like no kind of just sort of like like when i knew him at the at the strip when he was a bartender he just he seemed like different than both of you two yeah but just sort of like you know kind of you know maybe not as smart and uh but but you know sort of open in yeah. a way <laughs> yeah of like seemed to have a pretty good ability to, to like enjoy not, life yeah like not uh burdened yeah not prejudiced yeah by his own like he didn't he wouldn't uh, make assumptions. Yeah, is that still the case? I don't know, because I don't see him. You don't talk to him? No, I'm not per- like again. Not like I'm <laughs> not mad. It's just like, eh, yeah. we don't have to. There, those guys are mad at me, which is you know. Oh, they fun. are. Yeah. Okay. So, but like, but just the idea of of being the tenth kid. I mean, there. Like when I've talked to other people like that, there's almost no attention paid to you. I mean, I, I was a bit of the mascot though. Uh-huh. I was like a little wise beyond my years, yeah. little like cute Neil, tag, but put a button on this. Yeah, like right. I was, uh, I you know, yeah. So I was like, I was pretty. Uh, you were engaging. Like, uh, and, oh yeah, and everyone. Like, the ones that were around were having a good time with you. Yeah, right. Yeah, they were yeah. all. All my brothers and sisters were great yeah growing up yeah they yeah were fucking really all to a person really good older brother like, and your parents were together yeah until probably 
the two years after I moved out, three years after I moved out. Oh yeah. Then they became. Then they realized the smoke cleared, and they were like, "Oh fuck!" I'm All done. the kids were gone, and we're like, "Oh, we were holding on for nothing." What do you? <laughs> They were holding on for you guys. Yeah, but whatever fucking, that means. Yeah, like that. So, so I was sure what a bad relationship looked like. But what what'd your dad do? He was a uh, tax attorney. Oh, like a corporate lawyer? tax attorney. Yeah, and a drunk. Not like a stumbling drunk. Just like a three drinks, four drinks every night when he got home and turned and, into a different person. Yeah, transform into a bully. Yeah, and thought he was like he he said like. James Cagney was like a, a guy that he really uh, admired. Right. James Cagney. A character in he mo- played. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In movies, which is like, okay. <laughs> okay, man. James, but, uh, James Cagney. Okay. But you're you're like stuck at home the longest with him like at that point. Like, yeah, because he retired and I was just like face to face with this fucking. So he had no buffers or fewer buffers. Yeah. And, and fewer he, people around. So to by, like really get up close with my parents. So right, so like as the day went on, yes, <laughs> smaller house, more. It was just more. Uh, it was close up magic, as it were. It was, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it was like black digitation. Like there was very. Yeah. It was a. Sm- it wasn't a table of ten. It was a table of like four. Yeah. Or a table of twelve. It wasn't. And like- he could drink during the day at that point. Yes, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> His schedule opened up, so yeah, he could drink during the day, and he would like put you know vodka in seven up cans that kind of thing uh yeah yeah so you just you just never knew what was going to happen yeah. yeah and just like what do you and yeah well just, you're, you're lucky that you didn't turn out a drunk yeah i have no one in my family's really a drunk i think we all were like nah that's I, amazing i know it really is because usually somebody is we have other we're all well, not all i shouldn't say all but many of us have uh pretty severe anger issues right uh but no drunks no drug addicts either because it's all that like irish catholic like you know it it wasn't it's not you know we just didn't no one really drank but that's crazy that's like rare that's like you should be you should be a case study yeah usually you got three yeah out of ten no one's openly gay either or even like (laughs) seemingly maybe gay anybody still practicing catholic uh yeah yeah just maybe for their kids or right, something like right. sends their kids do you have a relationship with some of them the nieces yeah. and nephews yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah but they're all some of them are like 30 <laughs> really yeah because they're because yeah. my you know I'm but that the, must be nice right i like uh i have a better relationship with some of them than most of my siblings brothers and sisters yeah because it's just easier yeah you know what i mean it's just like a very clear and I, it's this thing where i'll do things for them right that my brothers used to do for me do you yeah. know what i mean like right get them tickets for shit or like get you know send them money or yeah like it's nice to be able to just like hey yeah yeah here uncle yeah. i'm a fucking uncle. yeah my uncle's uh, he wrote yeah. with the yeah, Chappelle show and guy he's a comedian guy. Yeah. yeah great so how like we we talked about your father we've talked about relationships a bit and you know you go to uh, you know, you do the recovery thing and therapy thing. I I do recovery, and I I've been a little lax on the therapy. Yeah, I've but... been I've been lax on recovery. Oh really? I mean, not. I just haven't been going to meetings. But like, it's in are you in a relationship? Sure. No. Yeah. You like you, you you took a year off from a relationship? Yeah. Uh, I haven't been in one in a year. Yeah. Yeah. Almost uh, more than a year. Is it all right? Yeah. It's uh. It's yeah. I don't. It. I'm not especially lonely. Yeah. You know. I feel like I'm so behind on like. These fucking 
Hulu shows. <laughs> There's so many things to read and watch. And right. like I, as a the the curse of fucking being a comic, you never feel like you're writing enough jokes. I don't know. That's... Like ever feel like oh I'm caught up. Oh really? Never. I never. Feel I don't have that. Up. I don't have that same ethic. Oh, like, I, I just feel like I'm constantly like you don't have a. You don't have a full out, you know, like yeah. No, I'm, I'm, start I'm, over. I'm there. I'm, I'm yeah, there. Yeah, you do right. have that ethic because you just right, right. But I, I guess I don't think people. of it like I got to write jokes today. I'm sort of like, how do I stretch that out? What am I gonna? Yeah, you know what? It, I guess it's the same thing. Yeah, but but what about like I think the last time we talked and you talk about it in the special about how this idea. I mean, you call it star fucking, but I think it'd be, you're being a little hard on yourself. I think your yeah. nature, uh, you know, to sort of be in the background or you know, be part of something other person's doing, yeah. you know, not, uh, you know, be around the more charismatic uh -huh. person. I used to do this thing about how like, Hey, you don't mind if I use you for my battery for a while, do you? <laughs> yeah. Warming my hands off your fire. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I noticed that that was a dynamic that I was a draining needy person. So it wasn't Got the same it. thing, Yeah, but I'd be like, you know, I would, uh, you know, I'd be, I talked to charismatic people. I'd like be around charismatic people because it would sort of you know, yeah. give, give me juice. Fucking feels good, man. Yeah, but I mean, I I don't know that many stars, and I, I certainly had the one. But even the people that I was doing, Chappelle wasn't a star for the first 10 years of our relationship. It was just like this fucking hilarious, charismatic dude. Yeah. That I was happy to just be like, yeah, I'll just stand near you. Now, have you guys, like, because I know that as you evolve into your own thing, and, you know, have you guys, you know, are you reconciled or are you at a yeah, place? We're mo yeah, we're reconciled. Yeah, like, I just did a bunch of shows with them. I see them a lot. Oh, like, yeah? We text and did, Was it ever FaceTime. a sit down or is it just time? We've never had a specific uh, post-mortem. Uh-huh. I don't think we ever will. Uh-huh. Because I think there's a, a, a pretty big uh, gap in terms of understanding or interpretation of things. <laughs> or wanting to talk about things in that way. Yeah. 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 He has been doing a joke about me uh, where he's like, you know, I'm going to write a, Neil reads all these self-help books, but I'm thinking about, I'm going to write one called, uh, why don't you just drink? <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's a just like, it's like, he, he says like black people don't, black men don't need to be emotionally available. Like there's no, that literally does not exist in the black vocabulary huh. of relationships. It's like emotionally available. Like his sister said to me 50, 20 years ago, emotional availability went out with slavery huh. for black men. So like the, uh, but having said that, like we have, me and Dave have like, you know, sig we have a significant, a maybe the deepest emotional relationship I will ever have. Right. Like my ex-girlfriend used to call Dave my, my wife. Right. Like this heavy divorce. Yeah. Unsaid, sad. Yeah. yeah. Year, anger, love, like. Uh-huh. He well, said to me a few weeks, a few months ago, he goes, just, he goes, when you're on your deathbed, I'm going to, you're going to think that I was the love of your life. Oh, so he wants that, by the way. <laughs> he, I used to do a joke that on our deathbed, I what I want him to say, his last words to be, Neil was right. <laughs> uh, it's just so funny when guys like get to a certain level of, of starness that, you know, their natural egos you know, they don't know that they're getting larger. And like, you know. Yeah, and, it's, and a, so, it's a, it's a. So it's they just like say shit like that. Yeah. And they're just sort of like. they Right. You're like. Yeah, that's what? a normal thing to say. 
He actually did say though. He's like, I told my wife that you're one of the loves of my life. So uh, it's like, oh. it's a, it is. There was like an equality to oh, okay. it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, there is a thing. I don't think he's wrong. Yeah. But it's a weird. It's a. I think it's fairly unusual. Yeah. In terms of two adult men. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, I think that's why he doesn't. You know, I, I, I don't. I, I have a hard time. Uh, but like, I always assume that I have more history with people than I do, and mm-hmm. and more familiarity than I do. Like, I always approach things sort of like, oh, we're just, you know, I knew you, you know, yeah. I know you. I don't know him. I don't know. I don't I, know. I think people you do though. I mean, yeah. I think some it's people hard. Yeah. when you start when you spend five, ten years with somebody in a fucking dungeon. Yeah. In the village, I think you know yeah. there's certain things that like. You know, it, that's the the great thing about seeing old people from New York in the nineties. Sure, you sure. see, well, uh, yeah, you someone be, could be literally. It's like Kevin Hart will do an arena, yeah, and if you go backstage, it's still the same guy from the Boston or the cellar. Like, yeah, it's not that different. There, there a is a different. thing with a little different, but yeah. not right, like night and day. Yeah, yeah, uh, not like a movie scene where it's like, so what have you been doing? Yeah. Like, you know, like this thing where there's a million, you know, he's getting makeup done or whatever, getting some IV or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, they, there is a certain element of just like, we're peers. We're still peers. Yeah, but because... then there's that moment. I remember years ago before I, I was you know doing well, like, uh, you know, I saw George Lopez at the airport mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and we're waiting on the curve and he's like, you want to you get in my limo with me? And I'm like, get you right home? And I'm like, yeah, okay. So... <laughs> So I'm in the limo with Lopez, who I don't know yeah. that well, but I yeah. know him from the yeah. you know, from campus. And uh, he has the guy, like they drop him off first at yeah, his mansion. And yeah. then it's like, he'll take you home. And then I'm just sitting in George Lopez's limo going like, I don't know that guy. <laughs> yeah, know. there are certain yeah. things. Yeah, like jets yeah, right. or yeah. that type thing where yeah. it is like, yeah, that's different. But all that stuff gets pretty human pretty quickly. Right. I find. Yeah, I just, but so you guys are good. That's good. Yeah. And what now? What what's the focus now, though? Outside of jokes, I mean, do you, uh, how, how do you how do you do on the road? Good, you you got. I'm draw? about to go out and see see. I think I'll do post good. this special. Yeah, thing. yeah, and uh, hopefully I'll do well um, with a new hour. Yeah, and uh, and so I hope I think I'll do well. I yeah, mean, how many cities are you doing? Uh, probably twenty at this. Wow, point. yeah, that's good. Um, and uh, that's kind of that's the thing is like I got a pilot that I'll see if it gets picked up. But you did I, some directing. Yeah, I do. I direct commercials still. Oh, yeah? I like directing commercials. It's short term, takes like a day or two, work really good. No movies DPs. in the pipeline? No. No, no, no. movies. Uh, I like work, like you do commercials, it takes good money. It's fast. It's yeah. work with like amazing people. Yeah. That like I wouldn't work with otherwise. And, right. And uh, it's like, you know, stay fairly sharp. Yeah. And yeah, but I like, I, again, you know, it's like, what do you want to. The good thing about being a comedian is you can just go out and do it. You can also just walk. Your life can be walking yeah. around and talking like Socrates. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. It's fucking with a notebook. Pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So like this idea of doing all this other stuff, it gets to that question of like, f- for what? Like, what am I? What am I trying to induce in myself? What feeling am I trying to induce? Because I find that having a series of some kind i just did a pilot and it was like oh this is so stressful like it just wasn't fun yeah you know and yeah, like, but like isn't it like i i understand what you're saying because i i relate to it but like it seems that 
it seems like okay so like there's this element of of we as stand-ups we do this immediate gratification thing and it's tight in the sense that you know we can just go and walk around with our notebook and when we travel we have one bag and maybe the opener is a local guy whatever Mm -hmm. you know you learn how to do that but like I keep hearing from like directors and actors and, and people like there's this idea of like don't you have the, the storytelling element? Don't yeah. you have a story to tell? Like 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 I can't separate myself from my creative output. I can't say like I'm going to write a story about a guy named Ralph who uh, works at a copy shop. But yeah, I don't like I don't think that way, right? But you've had experience with sketches yeah. I and also directing. think that yeah. I but I I think that uh, I have those outlets. I can go to Silent Live and write us any week i literally have an open door so like if i have a sketch idea i can go do it there go to the daily show i can get set my like there's i know all these people i can go there i don't and just find, say like i got an idea you want yeah. it, you want it yeah right. or i'll write it and stay yeah. there for the week and right. shoot it and whatever um i did when dave hosted i did when aziz hosted and i i find that i don't i've done it and I find it fun and satisfying. Right. I just find that the gratification of stand-up is way more direct. Like I, in terms of the things that I like to consume, I like sketches and I like late-night comedy. I like monologues. I like desk pieces. Sure, uh, the I stuff like, that you can do in a week. Yeah, I just li- I just naturally like that stuff. I don't watch any series. Yeah, I don't. But, watch you, but you don't series. got a movie in yet. You didn't find that like by exploring these other elements of yourself and managing the the darkness publicly that you know maybe there's a a, a narrative that has some uh, uh, humanity and and emotional heft to it that you might want to. I don't see. That's the thing is I feel like I told it in the right way. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like I'm just I feel asking like, if you. Yeah, want to no, I a feel movie. like uh, I told it in the right way here's the other thing i movies are you're spending a year or a year and a half on something that may not work i know i I hear it all the time i don't know how people do it and and if you're doing it with people you don't know you can just not like them that much like getting a roommate or you're like fuck right and and i just find it's such a crapshoot and it's such a big it really overtakes your life and it can be thrown off by a star or a studio exec it's fine just these weird things and it's it makes it such a big emotional risk for uh not much of a payoff to me i know i i I always think that when i talk i'm like when people are like i worked six years on this thing yeah i didn't get into the festival yeah like fuck man i'm really (laughs) sorry i always point out like imagine if you made a movie with a dolphin yeah and then it fucking bombed yeah you had to go to a fucking pool every day and get the dolphin <laughs> to be scared. Like, just yeah, the fucking, uh, you don't even get to. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I find that uh, the things I like doing are short-term things with people I like. Mm-hmm. So, I'll work on, you know, Dave's house entire level, I'll work on him. I help rock with his special. Yeah. Like, I just like doing short, and I'll write um, You my, help rock on the new special? Yeah. What, with Punch-Up? Yeah, a little Punch-Up, but mostly just more, like, style. Yeah, like what he was sort of what he was doing and structure, structure a little bit. Yeah, but more performance and and making the sort of divorce stuff mean something. Uh huh. Because at one point he was kind of rushing through it. Oh yeah, didn't want to sit in the feelings. Yeah, and I was like, hey man, you gotta, you gotta fucking, you gotta do it. Yeah, you gotta sit. <laughs> ah, <in there>. give it. <laughs> and he also has that thing of he's done five hours so or six hours so yeah. it's like i know the rhythm i know the rhythm i know the, the tricks. Rhythm, I know, yeah the i know the tricks like yeah. you might want to s- s- evolve it a little bit yeah and i think i i think he did a little 
Oh, good. Um, so, and you get paid for that. Yeah, but like, yeah, but it's yeah, but it's not just sort of like a, uh, it's like that's a service. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. It was. It was based born out of friendship, but it right. was also just like, yeah, you can give me some money. I'm a producer <laughs> on the special. <laughs> oh, good. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I just like doing uh, short. I just don't want to get super invested in a thing that is a failure because not my fault yeah no that it makes sense. doesn't work because it for because of someone else and i don't and i can't go fuck the, it was him like yeah, i yeah. you know right and and also the i find that the way media is now there's so many shows that unless this thing is amazing you <laughs> don't even take it out of the barn oh yeah yeah because like how are you gonna find an audience yeah yeah like I mean, there's so many out there just out there they're yeah, just, there's so many people post and you go and you want to go. I'm never gonna. I, I'm happy you're working. Yeah, I really am happy people are working. Yeah, and they're using all their faculties to right. create this thing, and I don't have the time or interest to watch it. Yeah, like sorry. I just. I'm very sorry. That's just not my thing, and it's a big. It's just I find it kind of diminishing returns for a huge. You know, doing a series yeah. is a huge. Yeah physical oh yeah and mental yeah, and, and, I, and i did output. one that you know that wasn't watched that right. much and now yeah. i'm on one that is watched but i don't have the yeah i'm not i'm not where you don't got to worry I'm about wearing one hat man yeah you yeah. don't think about when you leave you yeah. just go i wonder i hope yeah. they got it yeah i hope they got it and like uh, what time's my call tomorrow yeah i got a day off great yeah, yeah fantastic <laughs> and yeah and yeah because i see you get uh <laughs> i see you get applause from the show and i'm like never fucking watching that show yeah never gonna watch it yeah <laughs> My show? Glow, yeah. <laughs> never. I never watched the other one. I just don't want, I don't like, I don't, I like, I like the comedy I explained and I like documentaries. So yeah. I'd be way more likely to watch a documentary than I would somebody's Glow. series. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. I don't know what to watch always, but uh, you know. Yeah, so that's the thing is I'm yeah. like, what do I, I, the thing when you do something like. You want it to be big because you, you still be have big, that. big, but you also want it to fucking mean something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I put all this meaning into it. You right. put a lot of, and the thing that you put meaning into is this. Right. I think you put as more meaning into this than anything you do. Well, sure. I and, mean, yeah. And it, that's, and thankfully, yeah. you got the right cultural breaks. Yeah. And you got the, and it just landed. Yeah. And that's a real, and when it doesn't, you're like, fuck. Yeah, in my comedy too. You know, I mean, those are the things. It was always the thing, and they, yeah. they did fortunately sort of feed each other. You know, yeah. I was able to build an audience, and like I can. That's the other thing. Ultimately, this thing, like I, you know, I I I love it, and it's it's nourishing to me, yeah. and I like talking to people, and uh, and it's a it's a great thing. But like I, and I know I've gotten better at this, but I can also see like I know my last special was the best thing I've done. Like mm -hmm. I know it. Yeah, you know, and I can see that. Like, cause uh, like it, it, it really came down to sort of taking responsibility, you know, not unlike you do, but for me to sort of like, all right, here's the set, like to, for me to crunch in on this, on my, I had an hour and a half and I needed 70 minutes for my last special. And like two nights before I pulled it to, into from an hour and a half to like 70 with callbacks, leaned it up. Like I know how to like craft the fucking thing. Yeah. And I'd never really, like, I didn't like coming into it. I'm like. What the fuck am I? I always have this idea. It's like I'm just I'm scrambling, but it's like when it came down to it, I'm like I put it together. Yeah, I'm a and that's that speaks comic. to to call back this. It speaks to my love of precision, right? I but Versus I respect that. A, something really satisfying about that 
hour yeah. relative to your HBO half hour where you fucking winged it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And like that's just, to me, that's just long term a better thing. I definitely feel better about that. And I think that if anything, what we're both saying is that, you know, we've worked a long time at things and we're good at them now. Yes. <laughs> yes. And isn't it, uh, it is really freeing. It is. It uh, is. You know, I you always use the word unfortunate, but it's very freeing in that like, the thing is, you think having watched three mics, yeah, you think more of me now. I think more of you. Yeah, you think I know you better. Yeah, you know me better, and you but go, I always oh, watch good. I always watch. No, I always watch you. I know you're good. Okay. I I mean you know I I, I always re- respect your jokes. I laugh at them. I'm jealous of them. I I don't. I never had the any. full Marin spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got. I'm all in. I, 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 you got all of the reactions. Yeah, it. You got all the reactions. Mark Marin mics. Yeah, yeah, jealousy. Yeah. But that there was a time where, like that, just that one porno line where I would have been like, "Oh fuck him! God damn it!" Yeah, fuck that. That's like I would have been like, "That's kind of my joke." <laughs> You know, yeah. he hey, saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't have blamed you. Right. You know, but but now having been it in the, it's like everyone talks about porn. You know, I talk. You know, we're all going to hit something. But it was just that that was the beat. That beat was the beat. And like you know, and I can appreciate it and tell you I appreciate it and be like that. That's great. And laugh at it and tell other people that I think it's funny as opposed to being like, yeah, fuck Neil. Fucking, he's got this joke. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. But yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, but that is we are good at a thing. And it's it it allows both of us to relax a little bit, yeah, and uh, hopefully be nicer to people. No, I think we are, yeah. And maybe you know the joy, let love in thing. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, best <laughs> of luck to both of us. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, buddy. So there you go. I think we're okay. I feel that me and Neil are okay. I, I do, I, and I was happy to talk to him. I want to remind you that uh, podswag.com is the new home of all WTF merch. Got one more show here. I got one more show from here. Maybe two. I don't know. I'm hot, sweaty, chubby. But it, it's not going to stay that way. Things pass. Boomer lives!